Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Yaakov Carmel. Mesechas Ksubis has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Shlomo Naiman, Lila Nishmats of Yaakov ben Matasio Zatzal and Chayabas Pesach. Ksubis, Tachon Gimel, Amin Aleph. The Gemara has a Shiloh, Boimine Rabavino Meroshashas, Bas Hanizonis Minachim, Mais Yadelami. A daughter, her father was Nifter, she's getting supported, the Mazonis is coming from her brothers. Does she have to give her Mais Yadayim to her brothers? We know. When the father's alive, the Maisidayim of Aisha go to her father, when she's a Ktana or a Naira. The Gemara is clearing, now that the father is dead, do we say that the brothers are bemocking the father? And just like the father gave Mazonis, they're giving Mazonis Tachtov, therefore they should receive the Maisidayim. They're not similar to the father. The father was giving Mazonis from his own. Money on his own volition. Here, the money is coming from the father's money, and it's being given because of the Tanaik Suba. The father wrote a Ksuba, and one of the dinam of the Ksuba is that his Nechasim should be used to support his daughter and give Mizayinus to his daughter. Therefore, since they're not giving Mitzad their own din, rather they're giving to Mekayim. The din tonight suba of the father, therefore they do not get the Maisyadaim. That's the Gemara's Shiloh. Taisus points out that this whole Gemara is all a Shiloh. If Midrabanon they Omisakin, they should get the Maisyadaim. But Midraisa we know the Pasik. Visnachaltem Aisam Lubnechem, Acharechem. We darshan Aisam Lubnechem, Vlaibana Sechem Lubnechem. This exerts a cause of Sha'in Adam Mayrish Khuspita Lubnoi. Any schus you have and your daughter is not given over to your son. So there's no way that we would think that Midaraisa will say that the, the sons take over the father and have a schus in the Maishidayim. The entire issue of Awasugya is were there a Banamasakin that just like the father received the Maishidayim Midaraisa, the Rabbanamasakin that the brothers should receive the Maishidayim Midarabanam. That's the Machlaikis. On the rest of the Yamud between Rav and Rav Sheshes, is there a Din Midarabanam? That the brothers receive Maisyadaim. So Taisus asks, What does the Gemara at the end of the Amad say, My time of the Rav? And they bring this Pasik. This Pasik has nothing to do with the Machlaikis. The Pasik explains why there's no Chiv Maisyadaim Midaraisa. And now that we have a Machlaikis, is there a Din Maisyadaim Midarabanan? Were there a Banan Masakain, a new Din Maisyadaim from the this Yesayma to her brothers? But what does, what does that have to do with the Pasik of Hisnachalpin? So Taisiv says, Enachanami. This Pasik is necessary, the Kuliyama. The Gemara just says, My time of the Rav, because he's the one that said explicitly that there's no Din Maiti Daim at the end of the day. Since Rav holds there's no Din Maiti Daim, even Midrabanon, so we wanted to know, My time of the Rav. We want to know the background information. We want to know why Midrabanon said there's no Maiti Daim, and then we'll be able to understand Rav that at the end of the day, there's no Maiti Daim, because since and the Raisa does no Din Maitidaim, and the Rabbanon didn't feel that it was necessary to be Masakain, therefore you're not going to end up with Maitidaim. That's how Taisvis explains the Gemara later on of my time at the Rav. The Ritva, however, learns differently. The Ritva says that the Gemara of my time at the Rav, the Gemara is asking what's the reason that Rav was not Masakin. The Gemara holds that Misvara. we should have been Masakin Maitidaim, just like the father receives the Maitidaim. So too the sons that are bemokim the av should receive the ma'isidayim. So my time in the rav, why was rav not misak in ma'isidayim? 
On that we answer that it says v'hisnachaltem that ain't other mayrish chuspitel b'noi that midaraisa the Torah is telling us you should not be mayrish you cannot give over the schusim you have in your daughter to your son. So the Torah is saying beferish. The Torah is explicitly telling us that a brother is not zayicha in the schusim of a sister. The Ritzvah says since we see that the Torah is being makbid that the sons should not yarshin the schus in their sister from the father, therefore the Rabbanon, Rav holds, were not able to be misakin. The Rabbanon are not going to be misakin against the hakpad of the Torah. If we see the Torah is makbid that you should not get the ma'asiyadayim of your sister, the Rabbanon are not going to be misakin against the hakpad of the Torah. Rav Sheshis holds, like the Gemara says at the end of the Amud, there's another way to explain this Pasuk. This Pasuk is talking about Chavalois, in a case of Pitzah B'Faneha. And therefore, since he has another way of touching this Pasuk, he never has a Pasuk that you don't receive the Maitri Yadayim from your sister. Therefore, the Rabbanim were able to be Masakin that you should receive the Maitri Yadayim from your sister. Because we never see the Torah being mocked that you shouldn't get it. But Rav holds the Vihisna Chaltim is talking about Maitri Yadayim. And the Torah is saying, we're mocked, but you should not get the Maitri Yadayim from your sister. So the Rabbanim do not have a Kayak to be Masakin against the Hakpada of the Torah. This is very reminiscent of the famous Taz. Taz in Yeridea, Simon Kufi at Zion. He says the Rabbanon can never answer something that's befairish in the Torah that is mutter. So too over here, the Ritva is saying that Rav held the Rabbanon cannot be misakin, that the brother should receive the Maitidaim of the sister if we see from his Nachaltem that there's a Hakpadas HaTorah that you should not receive the Maitidaim of your sister. Now, returning to the Gemara Suffolk, the Gemara is Mesopic, if the brothers receive the Maitri Yadayim from the sister, the two Stadamar, do we say the brothers are bemalking the father, therefore they do receive the Maitri Yadayim? Adilma, they're not bemalking the father, because the father, the father gave the Mazanus willingly, Rashi says, They have no interest in giving these Mazanus. The reason they're giving the Ksuba is because the father wrote such a Tanaik Suba, that is, that he wrote that he wants that his daughter should receive Mizainus from his Nechassim. Now, Taisvis brings a question, the shame the Rajbur. Taisvis asks that we find the Sugya later on, the Afsadi Heyama base, in regards to an Almana that's working, does her Maizidayim go to the brothers? It's a very similar setup to our Gemara. The man dies, he left the Tanaik Suba that the Amana should be in from these Nechassim, which were actually Yarshind by his sons, but the Tanaik Suba says that the Nechassim Amashubid to the Mezainis of this Amana. The Gemara is dealing with the Shailah of do the brothers receive the Maizidayim from the Amana? And the Gemara says the exact opposite Svara from Alasugya. The Gemara says over there that if an Amana is in because of the Tanaik Bezdin, that means there's a chiv, balkarcham, they have to give mezainas. If they have to give mezainas, then we understand that they should get the ma'asidayim. But if they're giving midaitam, if there's no chiv mezainas, and they're giving it willingly, they would not get the ma'asidayim. So the Rajba asks, it's mamish svar sapuchais. And Alice we say, it's more mistaver that the brothers should receive the ma'asidayim if they're giving it willingly. If they would be giving it willingly, then their mom is similar to the father, they would receive the Maishiyadayim. The only Tzad in Al-Gamara that they shouldn't receive the Maishiyadayim is because they're not similar to the father, because the father gave it willingly and they're giving it against their will. Meanwhile, 
we say the opposite. We say if they're giving it because of the Tanai Bezdin, the Tanai Ksuba, that means they're giving it against their will, then we understand that they receive Maizidayim. But if they're giving it willingly, they should not get the Maizidayim. Tais is blithe with the Tzarechian. He doesn't understand these Svaras Apuches. The Shita brings a beautiful terror to this question. B'Shem the Gilyan HaTaisvis. The Shita says that we have to understand there's a fundamental difference between the Maizidayim of a daughter and the Maizidayim of an Isha. The Maizidayim of a daughter, Legabe the father at least, the Gemara over here wants to know if the Rabbana are going to be Misakim, just like Midaraisa, the father, received the Maizidayim of his daughter, so too the brothers will Midrabanon receive the Maizidayim of their sister? Because the Rabbanon are going to say that they take over the father's chusim. The, the, the father has Midrabanon's chus to the Maizidayim. The Rabbanon are going to be misaking that the brothers are mocking the Av, that they retain this chus on a Rabbanon's level, obviously, but they're going to retain this chus of receiving the Maizidayim of this girl. So that's the Gemara Sophic on Nafmem Gimel. Do we say that since they're giving Mizaynus, so they're acting like the father, they're taking him over in regards to giving Mizaynus, so it's very mistaver that we should be misaking that since they're acting like the father, they should receive the Maizidai in the same way the father received it. Oidilma, they're not taking over the father. The father gave Mizaynus willingly. He didn't have to give Mizaynus. The Allah is, a father's not mechuyiv to give Mizaynus to his daughter. It happens to be, any normal father gives Mizaynus to his daughter, takes care of his daughter. So we can't say that the sons are b'makim the father. The father gave Mizaynus willingly. They're only giving Mizaynus because they have to. Since the din Mizaynus that they're giving is different than the father's din Mizaynus, we're not able to say that we'll view these sons as taking over the father. Since we're not going to view these sons as taking over the father, we're not going to be able to say that we should give them Maizidayim because they're... Now that thing Gemara says they're not really B'makim Av. They're giving Mizaynus in a different vein than the father gave. That's the Gemara Safik on the Fem Gimel. In other words, the Gemara Safik is, do we have enough impetus to be able to say that they're B'makim Av or not? However, the Gemara Nafsandi Hey is an entire different Shailah. Over there, the whole din that the father received the Maizidayim from his Isha was only Midraban. He gives her Mazinus, she gives him Maizidayim. Now the husband died, and the sons are giving the Mazinus. So over there, the Shaila is not, do we say that the sons are bemakaim the father? Because the father is only a Takana de He's not a Dindaraisa. So if we're handling with the Rabbanans, for the same price that we were Masakin, that the father should receive the Maizidayim, the Shaila over there was, maybe we should be Misakin, that the son should give, receive the Maizidayim. And on that we say a very simple Svara. If we're Mechaiv you to give the Mazainais, so Tachas that we're Mechaiv you to give Mazainais, we'll say you should also receive Maizidayim. It makes sense. If we're Mechaiv you to give her something, so it makes sense we'll Mechaiv her to give you something. But if you're only giving it willingly, and you don't really have a Chiv to give the Mazainais, so the Gemara says, maybe we're not going to be Mechaif her to give you Maizidayim. If we're not Mechaif you to give Mazainais, we're not going to be Mechaif her to give you the Maizidayim. 
That's on the Afsadi Hay, where the issue was, should we make up a new din that we mechaiv the issue to give you Ma'as Yedayim? But on the Gimel, that's not the Suffolk. On the Gimel, that we're dealing with a daughter to her father, which is a din the Raisa, over here, the entire tzad that they should receive the Ma'as Yedayim is because they're b'makim the father. So in regards to being considered b'makim the father, the more that you are b'radzayin, the more that we're able to see you as a makim the father, and therefore we can be masakin that just like the father receives ma'isi daim the raisa, will be masakin that whoever takes over the father will receive ma'isi daim the rabbanon. On that we say that if it's balkarachai, so it's not similar to the father, we're not going to be masakin that you're makim the father, and therefore you will not receive the ma'isi daim. That's the shita's teretz to the rajbas kasha. Now. There is actually another Pshat in the Gemara also, and that is the Pshat of the Pnei Yeshua. The Pnei Yeshua is bothered from the Hemshech Gemara. The Gemara says, the Gemara tries to be paisha the Shiloh from a Brysa by Almana. Brysa says, Almana nizaynis minichse yisaymim umaisiyadeh shalahen. A preferish Brysa, that an Almana that receives the Mazaynis from the brothers, so they receive in turn the Maisiyadeh from her. So you see that someone's being having Mazaynis from the Nichse Hameis, the brothers do receive the Maisiyadeh. And that thing where it says, there's a big difference between Almano and Abitoi. Almano le nichalei ba'avacha, Abitoi nichalei ba'avacha. We say that the father wanted his daughter to have the extra money, the extra Maisiyadeh to use for a dowry. Therefore, even though by Almano, the Allah is that the brothers do receive the Maisiyadeh, it's not a raya that they will receive the Maisiyadeh by Abbas. So in fact, they're praying Yeshua, I don't understand. He says the issue, L'chaira, is how the Taikana de Rabbanon worked. So why does his das play any role in the Sugya? If you learn, like we said over from the Shita, or you went out the Shita, you learn Kipshutai, the issue is how does the Taikana de Rabbanon work? Were there Rabbanon the Sakain that the brothers that give Mazanya should receive Maisidaim or not? So, why should his das play any role here? Why should we care about this, that the father would, would want his daughter to keep her Maisiyadayim? So, the Pnei Yeshua says that from here you see that this was a suffix of the entire Gemara. The Gemara's suffix was that since there's a din, that by the father, he receives the Maisiyadayim, and he doesn't have to give Mazayinus, but he willingly gives Mazayinus. Since that's the setup by the father, so we fartaych, we explain that when the father wrote in his ksuba that I want my nechassim to be given from my, son, my sons, who are the rightful owners, the yashin and midaraisa, I want my sons to take my nechassim and give it to their sister. What he's saying is, I want the setup to be, they should give her mezaynas, and they should receive in turn the maizidayim. The Gemara Suffolk is, do we have a right to assume that this is what he meant? He meant, give her mezaynas, me, take me over means just like the setup was till now. I gave her mezaynus and received my zidayim. I want my sons to give mezaynus and receive my zidayim. Aydilma, he never meant that. Aydilma, he was giving on his own volition, from his own money. He was giving up from himself to give her mezaynus. So he understood that he gets the my zidayim. When he's telling his sons to give from the nechassim of their father that the yarshin, those are the only nechassim they have to give. They're, they have no chiv to give mezaynus from their own money. So since all the money that they're using is the maman avim, it's the father's money, so he never meant that they should give mezaynus and get back ma'asidayim. 
even though that was a setup by him, that was all because he was giving up from his own money. So he understood, I'm giving Mizaynas from my own money, so I receive my Sidaim in return. But when he made the Tanaik Suba, that his son should give Mizaynas, he never meant that they should receive, receive my Sidaim in return. Why should they? They're not giving any, any money from themselves. On that, the Gemara tries to bring a raya from Amana. That you see by Amana that they receive Mizaynas and they get back the Maizidaim. On that, the Gemara has a beautiful answer. By Amana, he doesn't care if she receives her own Maizidaim. But by Abbas, there's a Svara that he cares. He wants her to have the money for her dowry. So there's a Svara that he never met Meikara that they should give the Mizaynas and receive Maizidaim in return. That's the shot of the Pnei Yeshua. It's important to note that there's a fundamental difference in Taich and the Gemara. When the Gemara says, Lav mididu mizana, so all the Rishonim, the Taisvis and the Shittas that are Befevish, Rashi is not 100% clear, they all seem to have learned that Lav mididu mizana means they're not giving it willingly. Ella balkarcham. They have to give it from, because it's a Tanaik Suba from their father. So Lav mididu means they're not giving up from their own will. That's what Lav mididu means. They're not giving it because they want to, rather because they have to, because the father made a Tanaik Suba. The Pnei is learning, Lab and the two means, they're not giving their own money. Now, even though legally it's theirs, they actually yash in this money, deraisa. but it means is, it's the money that the father earned, and he's being marriage to them, and he's saying, I'm giving it to you, but I want you to give the Mazayinists from this money to the Isha. So that's what it means, Lab and the two. It's not your money, it's the Maman Avim. But in the Rishonim, it sounded like more. Lavnitu means, like Taisa says, Beferish, Kivan the Nizayin is Balkarcham. It's not on their will. Rather, it's against their will. That's what Lavnitu means. The Gemara continues with the Sugya of Nechasim Uwatim. If there's not enough money for both of them, so the Gemara says, when you have a Bas and her brothers, so the daughters receive the Mizaynis and the sons are Yishlu al but when you have an almana and a daughter, so the almana receives the mezainas and the bas is tishlal psachim, she goes collecting door to door. Now the guidelines of this halacha is a big machlaikis. The Gemara of Abbas Rakufla brings down a machlaikis rab and shmuel. What does it mean, nechasimuatim? What does it mean we don't have enough for both of us? So one madamur says it means we only have enough mezainas for 12 months. So if we only have enough mezaynas for 12 months, we don't say each of us eats for 6 months and then we'll be stuck. Rather we say, let's say in the case of a daughter and her brothers, so the bas will receive the mezaynas for the year and the sons start collecting immediately. The other Mahdamar says we don't go baster yud beis Rather, we say the guidelines are we have to look if she has enough mezaynas till she becomes a begaras. Once she's a begeres, she's not going to have a right to mezaynas from these nechassim anymore. The entire Tanakh Suba is only until she's a grown-up. So since she's only entitled till Bagras, therefore, bein l'kula, bein l'chumra, she's entitled to mezaynas till then. So if she's already 12 years old and it's only 6 months till Bagras, all we have to have is 6 months of mezaynas for her. But if she's 5 years old, we'll need for 7.5 years. Because the sheer of Nechazim is she should have enough Mizaynas to be able to completely be Mekai the Halacha of the Tanaik Suba, which is that she should get Mizaynas until she's a Begaris. Now Rashi now is interestingly enough, brings down the Shita of Yud Beis Chaydesh. Taisvis, however, he goes with the Shita that we passed in like, that we deal with the Zman of Bagras.
Now, Tosis goes on to ask a tremendous question. He, he says, Bishlema, when the Dintaira is between the daughter and her brother, so one can understand that the shear should be Bagus, because that's all she's entitled to. But when the Dintaira is between an Almana and the Bonais, now we say in our Gemara that the Almana receives the Mizainas and the daughter has to be Tishlal Absachim. Tosis asks, what's going to be the gather? In other words, Tysus is asking, the Ammon is entitled to Mazinus for the rest of her life. It could be another hundred years. So how can we say that the daughter has to go collecting because the Ammon is entitled to Mazinus? If there's no shear to the Mazinus, so even if there's a million dollars, if you add up the Mazinus for the next couple of hundred years, so that's a million dollars. So the Allah should be, you put that in an account for the Ammon to receive her Mazinus, and the daughter should have to go knocking on the doors. Taisus asks, So it could be that Rashi was bothered by this question. Rashi's bothered that it makes no sense by an Amana to say that she's going to be entitled to Nechasim for the rest of her life and make the daughters go collecting door by door. So Rashi that says Yudbeis Chaydesh, it's not Pshat that he's passing like Rav to Loike Hilchasa, Legabe the Shiloh. Rashi is picking Yud Beis Chaydesh because he holds the entire Machlaikis in Baba Basra is only Negeya, a daughter that has an entire with her brothers. So there we say, Waman Dama says Yud Beis Chaydesh. Waman Dama says, why should the guidelines be Yud Beis Chaydesh? It makes sense, the guidelines should be Bagras. But by Almana, that obviously Bagras is not a player. So Lekuli Alma, Yud Beis Chaydesh is going to be the Kaveya. Because if not, you have to this question. If you hold like the Mandama Bagras, who Misvar Lechaira holds, that you're entitled to Mizaynas as long as there's a Chiv to you. That's why by Banas you go to Bagras. So then by Almani you should get forever, which makes no sense. So Rashi held that like Abi Awar Sugya, Lukuli Alma, we're going to have a Shir of Yudbeis Chaydesh. So it's beautiful that Rashi picked in our Sugya Yudbeis Chaydesh. He's coming to answer Taisus' question. Now, Taisus answers his question with a tremendous Chiddush. She says this whole Takana that we know that an Amana receives Mizaynas from the Nechasim of her dead husband, was only said in Makayim, there's Banim and Banas. He says that the Rabbanim never wanted to go up against the Yerusha de Raisa. The Torah says that all the dead person Nechasim go to his sons. So we don't want to go and say that an Amana should be given Mizaynas and go up against a Yerusha de Raisa. However, Mizaynas of a daughter... There, the Rabbanon felt comfortable going up against a Yerusha Deraisa. And Taisus explains, because she's a Rashes Kishayim Banim. She's someone that could Yashin. At times, when there's no brothers, she is a Barhachi of having Yerusha. Therefore, even though now there are brothers, and now she's Mufka from having a Yerusha Deraisa, the Rabbanon still felt an ability to be Misakin that she should get Mizanis. So now, in a case when you have an Amana, and a daughter, and sons, so we're able to misak in mezainos for the daughter, so now we're able to give over those mezainos to the amana. And since the only ability we have to give an amana mezainos is to give her the mezainos that the daughter was really entitled to, and the daughter is only entitled until Bagras, so by amana also the shear is going to be Zman Bagras. The amana is only entitled to mezainos until the daughter reaches Bagras. So, Taisus had a question, what should be the shear of Nechasim Muwatim by Alamana? It makes no sense to have the shear Bagras. Taisus is answering that it does make sense. 
since we were never misaking Mizaina is Tonamana in her own right, rather when there's a daughter here and we're misaking for the daughter, we said that the Amana could tap in and take the schus of the daughter. Therefore, since the entire schus of the Amana is really coming from the daughter, it does make sense that the shear even by Amana would be that she gets Mizaina's till Bagris of the daughter. Now, there's actually a third terror to this question, and that is the Rishayinim of Baba Basra, Daf Kufmem, Ramban and the Rajah over there, they both say that in reality, an Amana will get for as long as she's alive. Taisa asked that she should get La'ilam, they say we actually sit down and we make an estimation of how long she's going to live, we take into factor her health and other factors, we figure out how long she'll probably live, and we put aside Mizainas for that time. If she's younger, she'll get more. If she's older, she'll get less. But you can't ask that there's no shear. The Rishonim say, make a Let's say she'll live for another 10 years. We put aside Mizainas for her for 10 years. If there's extras, then the daughters get. If we do not have enough for the Amana and the daughters, the put aside for the Amana, this would be a case of Nechaz Muatim, and the daughters would be Tishal Al-Psachim. So, we have three pshatim to answer Taisa's question. Taisa asked that by Amana you should never have Nechaz Muatim. Taisa said, the whole Cheshman, that since the Amana is based on the daughters, therefore, an Amana's shear would be Bagwas. We said in Rashi, maybe we could say that he holds the shear as Yud Beis and the Ramban says, make an Umduna how long shall live. Now, Kiveger has a very short suffix. It's not clear what his studdim are. Kiveger says that based on Taisus, that the entire schus of the Amana comes from the daughter, what would be if the daughter was Michael? The daughter told the brothers, I don't want Mizanis. If the entire schus of the Amana is only because the daughter has a schus, so if she's Michael, maybe the Amana shouldn't get. Kiveger blives with this suffix. Now, Rabbi Naftali in Chidusha Granat, Simon Menvav, he explains Rabbi Kiveger's Suffolk. He says Rabbi Kiveger's Masufik had to understand the guidelines today. Today, that we say that an Amana only gets Mizainis if there's a daughter who is Zeichim Mizainis, are we supposed to understand today that it actually goes from the brothers to the sister, who's the daughter here, and from her it goes to the Amana? Then we could say, if she's Michael, it can't go through her. Because if she has no right to it, then you can't have a right through her for this thing. However, one could also understand, Taisvis, that all he's saying is that the Rabbanon were not able to be misaking Mizainis for an Amana against a Yerusha Deraisa. So we need to have daughters that were able to have Takanas Mizainis, because since they're about Yerusha, we're able to be misaking Mizainis. But now that we have daughters, and we're able to be Mesakein in actuality what's going on is that we're Mesakein that the Amona gets directly from the brothers. And since the brothers owe her the money directly, we don't care if the daughter is going to be Michael here, because the Chiv that the Amona is receiving is not through the daughter. Rather, since there's a daughter here, we were able to be Mesakein that the Amona should receive straight from them. That's how Rav Tully explains Rav Kivager's suffix. The Gemara continues on. The Gemara says, My time at the Rav. What's Rav's reason that the Maisi Adayim do not go from the girl to her brothers? The Gemara says, 
Now the Gemara says, what's the raya? Maybe my Yedayim do go to the brothers. And the Pasik's talking about, Lamaskana, Pitzubifaneha. They ruined her face, they gave her a wound, and she went down in value. And that Mamanus would be given to the father. He has a schus in that Mamanus, because he has an ability to sell her, and it went down. His schus of being able to get money from her went down. So he's entitled to money. And the Torah is saying, you cannot be merged that schus to your daughters. If after he dies, someone would be possible for Neha, would give her a wound, the brothers would not receive that hezek. But we do not have a raya to a case of Maesiyadayim. That's the Machlaikis, Rav, and Rav Sheshis. The Peshua asks, how could we say the Pasuk is talking about a case of Potsubu Faneha? If it's Potsubu Faneha, then we don't need a Pasuk to say that the sons do not receive that money. The only reason the father received that money was since the father is able to sell her, he has an ability to sell her, so you're making him lose money. When you wound his daughter, you're taking away one of his possessions, one of his abilities to receive money was ruined by this Maisa. Since you ruined one of his abilities to make money, so you have to pay him. But the sons were never able to sell her. There's no way a sons could sell their sister as Amma. Since they can't sell her, so they didn't lose any money. So why do you need a Pusik, Peshua asks, to tell us that you're not Meirish the Schus to get the Pusik B'faneha of this girl? There's no Mominus here that they should receive. So you don't need a positive, they don't yashin it. The Pneshua's question. Kuega says he doesn't understand the question. Why can't brothers sell their sister? Just like the father had a schus in his daughter, that he could sell her for an ama. one would think that you'd be marriage that schus to your sons, and they could sell their sister as an ama. The Pasuk telling us, that just because you have a schus to sell your daughter doesn't necessarily mean that your sons will yash in that schus. So Rukhveger says, this is the Makar. Rukhveger was asking, that misfar we know you can't sell your sister. Once you can't sell your sister, of course you don't get the chavalois of the Pasuk of Faneha. is saying, this is the Makar, they can't sell your sister. So one could say, it's like Teretz for the Pasuk that if Rabbi Kivagir is right, that this is the Makar, that you can't sell your sister, why did Gemara have to say that the Pasuk is talking about Chavalois of Patsubifaneha? Why can't the Gemara just say, we're dealing with the issue of selling her? That means you want to know if this Pasuk tells us that you don't get her Maesiyadayim, her work that she makes, maybe the Pasuk is necessary for something else. Kigain Patsubifaneha. So, Pneshua asks, Patsubifaneha, you don't need a Pasuk that you can't Yarshin. Rukhveig is saying, you only know from this Pasuk that you can't sell her. So why didn't the Gemara just say that straight? The Gemara should say, you don't have a Raya, that you don't get Maisi Yadayim, because you need the Pasuk that you can't sell her. Since the Gemara is speaking about Pasuk B'faneha, Pre-Yeshua saw that this is not the Makar that you can't sell her. Rather, we must know from somewhere else. Pre-Yeshua says it's a Svara, that you can't sell your sister. So since we already know that you can't sell your sister, we don't need this Pasuk to tell you that you don't yash in the Pasuk B'faneha. That's the Machlaikis Pnei Yeshua and Rukhiv Eger. If this Pasuk is the Makar, that a person cannot sell his sister. Now we'll continue on with the next Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ma'ariz Espitoi, a person marries off his daughter, Ksubasa Shaloi, he receives the Ksuba from his daughter. Now, before we go into the technicalities of this Mishnah, we have to understand 
little Hakdama here. Why does a father receive the ksuba of his daughter? The Gemara has a long list of all the schusim a father has in his daughter. The Gemara mentions that you get her Masyidayim, her Metziah. Nowhere does it mention that you get her ksuba. So even though the Gemara over there has explanations to explain each schus, there's no Gemara ever explaining why we should be masakin that you get her ksuba. I mean, obviously this Mishnah says, our Mishnah says clearly that your father is a ksuba, but the entire Gemara Nafim base, which explains the Makar of each schus, never explains the Makar of ksuba. So the Pnei Shu is bothered by this question. Pnei Shu says, that we have a machlagis in Nafyud, if Ksuba is the rice or not. So he says, if Ksuba is the rice, then there's no question. If Ksuba is the rice, the Pasuk is, Kesef Yishkel Kemoyer Abbasulois. In the parish of Aynus, it says that you receive money, Kemoyer Abbasulois, like a Ksuba. So this is a Makar, this is a Musig of Ksuba Midaraisa. But the Prayeshua says, more than being a Makar of Ksuba Midaraisa, the Pasuk is putting it together with Kesef Yishkel. With the money you receive by an Aynas, and just like the father receives the money by an Aynas, so too the father would receive the money of Aksuba. So if Aksuba is the Raisa, the Peshua is not bothered at all, what's the Makar that the father receives it? But according to the Tanayim, Aksuba is the Rabbanon, how are you going to understand why the father receives it? So the Peshua says, Lukhari, you'll have to say that it's included in the din of Ava. We know the Gemara says later on that a Metziah of a girl. She finds something in the street, it goes to the father. Because since he's giving her mezainos, this Arashi and Nathman Vavon base explains it, since the father is giving her mezainos, which he's not actually mechayif to do, so we don't want to make any eva, that is, we don't want to create any animosity between the father and the daughter, since he's giving her mezainos. If she's going to find a million dollar bracelet, or she's going to keep it, there's going to be animosity, he's going to be upset that he's feeding her, and he's not getting anything in return. So they were masakin, that Metziah of a daughter goes to the father. So the Prayeshu says we can extend it to any monetary gain that comes away. So too, he says, maybe Matana that she receives would go to the father. And so to Aksuba, there's a monetary gain that she's getting through her life came up that she's receiving 200 Zuz. Since he's giving her Mazainas, we don't want any Eva. So we're going to say that the Ksuba goes to the father. That's the Pnei Yeshua's two mahalchim. If Ksuba is the Raisa, then he learned it out from the Pasik. If Ksuba is the Rabbanon, then it'll be included in Eva. It's actually an interesting Taisirid on the side of the Gemara. He says that since the father is Zaych and the Kedushin, we know the Kesef Kedushin goes from the, to the father. He gets the actual money to Mekadesh, his daughter. So Huadin the Ksuba goes to the father. Sounds like from the Tayshir, that's the Raisa. Included in the Pasik of his Piti Nisadzah that the father has a schus to receive money for his daughter's Kedushin. Included in that schus is any monetary value that comes about through this marriage. So since there's a Ksuba for this marriage, and the Torah was Mazaka, that he is the Bailam to receive the monetary values and gains from this marriage, therefore, he'll also receive the Ksuba. So we really have three Mahalchim, either Ksuba the Raisa, and you learn it out from the Pasik. Or it's Eva, or the Tezirid is saying it's included in the din that a father is entitled to the money of his daughter's Kedushan. Now, the Mishnah continues that we have a Machlaikis, Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon. What happens after Nesuin? The father made the Erisin, 
Then she was subsequently actually married off. She went through an Asuan. And now she in the Samalan Iskasha. Do we say that since at the time of the Arisen, the father was the Valdover to get the Ksuba, therefore, even though she went through an Asuan, he receives the money. That's her Behuda Shita. And the Rabbanans say, the second there's an Asuan, Ainla Vira Shuspa, you're out of the father's jurisdiction, and she does not receive the money. Now, there's a fundamental question that we have to deal with. It's actually a question for the entire Masechta. comes up throughout this parak and also on the, in the Pe'alaf. And that is, how do we understand the Chiv of Aksuba? Is a Chiv of Aksuba like any loan that I lend you money, and I say, you, you don't have to pay me until next year. So in reality, you owe me money now, from now, we know that if I lend you money and I tell you you don't have to pay me back for a year and you subsequently sell off some properties, I'm going to be able to go to those lekuchas and take those properties back. Because since you already owed me money, therefore I can be going from the lekuchas. So obviously, even in a case when I make his mom providing from later, you owe me now, but I can't collect it till a year. That's a regular chayv, and one can understand that that's every ksuba. Every ksuba is, I owe you 200 zuz, but I don't have to pay you until Amonis and Gerishin happen. Until then, I owe it to you, but you can't collect it. And that's why we know throughout the Masechta that obviously the Isha could go to all the kuchas that bought Nechassim from her husband and be Tevera ksuba, since she was owed the ksuba before they made their purchase. That would be the simple understanding of every ksuba. On the other hand, one could say, that ksuba is not really any ischaivas now. Why should I owe you anything now? I never borrowed anything from you. The entire parish of ksuba is that if Almonas and Gerishin happen, then I owe you. Until Almonas and Gerishin, I owe you nothing. With Almonas and Gerishin comes the chiv. I'm mechaim myself with the marriage that if we become to a point that you're an Almonah, or a grusha, you will receive your ksuba. But there's no chiv now. And then we'll have to deal with the question, how you, how is the isha gaiva from a kuchas? That would be a great raya that there's a chiv now. But the Pnei Shuba asks that from our Mishnah we see that that's not the Havana. The Havana is not that you owe the money now and it's just as man Purayin when the Erisin, when the Gerishin and the Misa happen. Because if that was the Havana. So why would the halacha be that the father is not zayich in the money because she went through a situation of Nasun? Who cares if she became an Nasun later? You already owe the money to the father. The second that you are Ma'aris, someone's daughter, <coughs> you have a chiv to this father to give him the ksuba. Like we explained, the Taisa Rid's Makar, or the Pnei Makar. So you owe money to the father. If you owe money to the father, who cares what happened to the daughter? That she went through Nisuin and she's out of the father's rishus. Doesn't matter. You already owe the father money. But there's like a zman that she has to become a Grushon Amana. The second that she becomes a Grushon Amana, now you owe the father money. So why would the Rabbanan say now, Mishnah, that since she went through Nisuin, you're out of the father's jurisdiction? That would only make sense, the Peneshua says, if we understand that there's actually no Chiv until the Gerishin, or until the Misa. That's when the, the Chiv comes. If the chiv only comes after 
The Gersh from the Misa, then we understand. Since she's already Nesua, she's out of the father's jurisdiction, he's not going to receive the money because the Chiv came after she's out of his jurisdiction. But if we understand Kipshutai, there's already a Chayv now, and that Chayv is to the father, why should he lose it when she becomes a Nesua? So the Peshua says that from our mission as a Raya, his exact lotion is, Ksuba lav lemilva dummy. It's not like a regular loan. Mashenkein hacha iker schio loishayich ella lebasar hachi. The entire schus, the entire chayiv is all after the gerushin of the misa. And then he asks, but if I'm right that from this mishnah zariah that there's no chayiv until the actual gerushin of the misa, so the plain shul says it's actually shver. Why is that lacha that she could collect from the kuchos? The Bismeir, Simon, Samachva, Vais Aleph, and Rabbachanan, Kevin Shiurim, Ayis Kufn and Zayin, they all grapple with this question. If our Mishnah is a clear raya, but the Chiv Ksuba is Nishadish, it only comes after the Gerishin and the Misa, so how are we able to understand this that we know that Isha could collect from, from Lakuchais? Why do we say that her Chiv is first? Lakhaira, their Chiv is first. Her chayv only came after the Gerishim. So, Baker, there are two Mahalchim to answer this question in the Achreinim. Rabbacharan says a tremendous Yisai in all Shibudim. He says you don't need the actual chayv to create a Shibud on Karka. We don't need that I lent you $100, you owe me $100, therefore, since you owe me the $100, therefore, since you're good for Meshubud, therefore, your karka and your nechasim are meshulman. Zakhar B'chanan, we do not need that. We don't need the actual chiyuv. It's enough if we have in place the sibas hachiyuv. If you set up a situation where you did a maiso, which will create a reason to be mechiyuv later on, that's enough to make that your nechasim are meshulman. Even though you don't owe, owe the money right now, but you did put in place a situation where there's going to be a chiv on you, that's enough to create a chiv of uh, Meshubadim. Rukhanan gives the classic example. Roshayim already say this. Let's say you shoot an arrow at someone, and then it rips the shirt. But by the time it ripped the shirt, the person that shot it was already dead. So one could hear there should be no shibar on the chasim. He never actually owed the money. By the time the rip happened, he was dead. Dead people can't owe money. So there should be no Shibra on the Nechassim. So Rebbe explains that of course there will be a Shibra on the Nechassim. Since you put into place a Matziv that there will be a Chiv coming and it's already in place, the Siba, the cause of the Chiv is already here. You already shot the arrow. Therefore, your Nechassim are already Meshavit. So too, over here Rebbe says, since you marry this lady and you wrote up a Ksuba, which is Mechaev you, to give money in the case of Gershon and Misa, so you already put in place the halacha that you will owe her money the second that you die or divorce her. Therefore, you're nechasim amashubit. You're nechasim amashubit because it's already in play that you'll owe her money after Gershon and so on. That's enough for Shibun nechasim. So Rabbi saying, of course, the Peneshu is right. From our Mishnah, Zeraya, that Ksuba is different than other Chayvis. Ksuba is not Pshat, I owe you the money now, and the Gerish and Misa are just a Zman Pirayin. Rather, you owe nothing until then. But since you already made the Abmach, you already created the situation where the Allah is going to be 
that when the Gerish and the Misa happen, you'll owe the money, that's enough for Shiva Nechassim. Rav Tali answers this question in a different Eifin with another beautiful question. There's actually a Gemara on the Pepez on base that Shimon ben Shetach was misakin that by Aksuba all the Nechassim are so Rav Tali says, the pal of the Gemara. Why do we need Shimon Shetach to be mistaking that all the Nechassim are Meshubit to Aksuba? Of course, they're Meshubit. Every star, there's a Shibit Nechassim. You don't need a Takana to say that the Nechassim are Meshubit. So Rav Tali says, Adarabba, this cash of the Peneshu and the Meshmer is so strong that Shimon Shetach was bothered by this question. Shimon Shetach held there should be no Shibit Nechassim are Aksuba. Since the entire Chiv is all after the Gerishon and Misa, so if Lekuchas buy any of the Karka of the Baal during the marriage, they will not be Meshubed to this Isha. Therefore, and the more explains that the Noshim was here to get married, so for Chena purposes, Shema Shedach was Mesach, and there should be a Sheba Nechasim. It means Adarabah, this question is so strong that it warranted Shimon Shatak to go and make it a kana of Shiva Nechasim. But without that, there would be no Shiva Nechasim. And Raftali says that the Ra'ah, and the Chedushe Ra'ah, not Pebez and Bez, says this out pretty clear. The Ra'ah says the reason why Shimon Shatak had to be Mesakein, Shiva Nechasim, by Ksuba, is because based on the Ksuba alone, there is no Chiv until the Gershon and Misa. Which is Mamish, the Yisrael the Peneshua, is taking out from our Mishnah, that from the fact that the father is not Zaykh in the money because she already went through an Asuan, so the Peneshua asked, that's not a reason that he shouldn't get the money, he's the one that's owed the money. The Gerish in the Asuan is just a Zman Pirayim, so the Peneshua was Mechiach, that actually, it's not just a Zman Pirayim, it's actually the Mechaiv. The whole Chiv is only that I owe you the money when the Gerish in the Asuan happened, that's when I become a Bar Chiyuva. That's actually a ra'ah, on that there's no chiv ksuba until the actual gerishin or the misa. I there should be no shib nechasim. Enachanami. That's why Shimon Shadak had to go and create and be masakin that there is a shibud nechasim. Now, in actuality, there's a ritva on that pebezim and he's bothered by this question. He's bothered that there's a regular star here. So, of course. There's going to be a sheep in the chasim. So Ritva says a technical thing. He says that people used to write in the ksuba that they're not being the Shabbat in the chasim. That means even though a regular star has a chrais, if you write that you're not being the Shabbat, you have that power. Shimon ben Shetach was misakin that no one should write that. People should stop writing that they're not Meshabbat in the chasim because Nashim was scared to get married. So you see from the Ritva the exact opposite of the Ra'ah. The Ritva held that without the Takana, there should be a Shiva Nechassim. And he bothered, why do you need Shema Shetach Takana? The Ra'ah said that there's no Shiva now because there's no Mechaev till the Gerishin. But the Ritva, you see that he held there should be a Mechaev right away. Therefore, he needed his terence. So it's really a Machleikis Rishaynim L'chaira, if the Mechaev is right away, or the Mechaev is later. But we know from our Mishnah, Peneshua's question, that you see from our Mishnah that the Mechaev is only later. If the Mechaev is right away, why by Nesuin is that luck that the father doesn't get it? This was the Peneshua's Raya, that obviously the Chiv is, right, is later, which is like the Ra'ah, not like the Ritva. So we'll have to say, like Rabbi Hanan, 
Ritva holds like the Pnei also. Everyone agrees the Mechaev is later. The whole Machleikis, Ra'ah and Ritva, is do we say Rebuchan and Svara? Do we say that even a Mechaev of later, since I already put in motion that it's going to come to that Chiv, so there's a Sibas HaChiv here, so that allows you to collect from the Meshubadim. So the Ritva was bothered that Enoch Anami, he agreed to the Ra'ah, that the Mechaev is only later, but since I already put it into motion, that should be enough to collect from Meshubadim. So why did Shimon and Shetach have to make the new Takana? Zakta Ritva, he just did it because people used to write that they don't want to have Meshubadim. The Ra'ah seemingly did not hold of Rebuchanan's Lamdas. He holds that there would be no Din Meshubadim if there's no Mechaev Bepayel. Therefore, he said that's why Shimon Shetach had to be Mesake in this Takana. So instead of saying the Machlegis between the Ritva and Ra'ah, is if the Mechaev is now or later, we'll say that everyone holds the Mechaev is happening Bepayel later, and they're just arguing about Rebuchanan's Svan. The Gemara goes on, and they have a Shailah, Me'emaz Kagavya. Every Isha that's collecting a Ksuba is a Shibud from the Shas Eustin or from the Shas Nesun. Tais was asked on Rashi if that's sim- simply the Suffolk, if the Shibud is from Eustin or Nesun, why is it Mash from the Gemara that we're only clearing the Shailah by Nesua? We should have the same Shailah by every Arusa. Every Arusa, Shemiz Gasha, does she have a Shibud? Why are we clearing by Nesuin if the Shibud is from Eresin or Nesuin? Clear, if Ararusa has a Shiba. So the Mashal says he doesn't understand the Kasha. If you look in Rashi, Rashi clearly says that the Tzad that you go Basar Nesuin is that she was Michael. So the Mashal says if you didn't have a Nesuin, of course it's a Shiba from Eresin. You wrote a Shiba, you made Eresin, you owe the money, there's a Shiba. The only time the Gemara had a suffix was, now that you went through a Nesuin, maybe there's a Mechila, and you were Michael the first Sheba, so now the Sheba would turn into the Nesuin. So Mashal says he doesn't really understand Taisa's question. Mashal says it's not a good tenets for Taisa's question, because Rashi says to himself, when Rashi originally explained the Gemara's suffix, he said the Maila of Nesuin is that you wrote the Ksuba, and now you have a Milva Bishtar, therefore you, you can collect from Mishabadim. So it's really a steer in Rashi. Rashi later on says the reason why you go Boston is soon is because of Mechila, but the first Rashi didn't say that. Rashi said the suffix is simply, there was no written Ksuba until the actual Nesuin. Since there's no written Ksuba until the actual Nesuin, maybe Mishubadim should go Boston is soon. And Rashi later on switches that the Tzad of Nesuin is based on Mechila. Elamai the Mashal says, all Rashi meant was that we assume since there's going to be a Milva Bishtar, she's Michael. Right away, she doesn't plan on chaffing a chiv with a shibud because she knows that the Iker star is going to be written later. So even though she's accepting the Eresin, which usually is Mechai, the shibud, since she knows the Iker star is written later on, she's Michael at the Eresin that I do not want to have a shibud until later, until I have the star. If you learn that's the answer to the Stephen Rashi, the Rashi that says there's a mile of star and Rashi that says Mechila mean the same thing. He means she's Michael because she knows there's going to be a star, then you don't have the Mashal of Tarts. Mashal was answering, you need the actual Nesuin to shop the Mechila. Mashal was saying, no, because if you needed the actual Nesuin to create the Mechila, what's Rashi talking about? It's a, the mile of a mile of a star. Elamai, Rashi meant the mile of a mile of a star tells us, since it's a chosh of a thing, 
to have a milk bishnah, therefore she's Michael Ashiban until then. So you don't need the actual Nasul in the pile, and therefore Tysus' question is a very good question. The Mashah has a lot of merit here because the Ritva has a bomb question in Rashi. Mashah, the Ritva asks that we know tonight Bezin has a coil. Why would there be a mile of Milva Bashtar that you could collect from Mashabadin more than the regular Ksuba? Every Ksuba is tonight Bezin. The luck is that all Tanoi Bezdin, all Chiyuvim that Bezdin creates, and it's not between the people, even if they did not say anything about a Ksuba, we know there's a Chiyuv Ksuba, because the Rabbanon with the Tanoi Bezdin put on this Chiyuv, so there's a Kail. Everyone knows every marriage creates a Chiyuv with a Sheba. So why would we say there's a Milev, the Nesuin, that there's a Shtar to create a Sheba? There's enough of a Kail even before the Shtar. The whole Milev of a Shtar is that it creates a Kail. Here you have a Kail without the Shtar. So it's Vah. Teich Tvarov, he has a totally different shot. Teich Tvarov, he asks in Rashi, why should there be a Milo of a star? According to the Mashah, it's much better. Rashi never really meant that we were creating the Shiva. In reality, we had enough power to have a Shiva before. Rashi's saying that since there's no star, you don't have evidence that he owes the money, therefore she's Michael the Shiva. Even though there's enough power to have the Shiva, she's not interested or she doesn't care enough to have the Shiva because she doesn't care enough to have the Shibud until she has the evidence of the Shibud. So she'll be Michael the Shibud. We have a right to assume that she's giving up her right to the Shibud until she has the actual document, until she has the actual start. So this Mashal Pshat is really answering the first question. Rashi never meant that the point of the Shtar is to create the Shibud. Really, there's a Shibud here before. The whole point of the Shtar is to make them have evidence and therefore we have a right to assume that she's Michael the Shibud until she has this paper and this Shtar to prove that she's owed the money and she has the Shiva. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.